Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels, welcome back to the final episode of season seven. Now, if you're a loyal listener, you know I do 10 episodes each season, and then we take a little bit of a break, usually a month off, before I return with a brand new season. And season seven has been filled with incredible interviews that I, and I've received amazing feedback around these interviews. So thank you so much to all you listeners and fans for sharing your takeaways with me and letting me know that you're really enjoying the content of the podcast. I set out to create something a little bit unconventional to equip you with the knowledge, insights, and courage to step into control and the driver's seat of your life and career. And I know I'm speaking to powerhouse professional women and leaders who are making an impact in their organizations, but are often more interested in making an impact in their lives and in the world. So after seven seasons, I want to thank my longtime listeners. And to those of you joining me for the first time, I want to say welcome. And there is plenty more to come. Now, this episode doesn't contain an interview. Instead, I wanted to share some key points from a recent executive leadership forum that I held last week. I call them the Executive Lab, and it's a place for leaders, executives, senior leaders to come together and discuss current relevant topics of interest or maybe things that may be most pressing in their organizations in the moment. Now, last week's topic, it was a mouthful. I loved it. It was called Reorg Roulette, Three Actions People Leaders Need to Take in the Next 30 Days to Keep Their Teams Focused and Productive During a Restructuring, right? As I said, it's a mouthful. But we had a great conversation and an incredible guest speaker, and it was fun to share insights and innovative approaches to to this issue and to have people just share their own experiences and insights to just give people the tools and resources that they need in order for them to be successful in these type of organizations. So that's what we're going to talk about today is what happens in a reorg, right? From both an individual perspective, as well as from a people leader perspective. Now, whether you're in the midst of a reorg or not, I believe there's still takeaways that you may find helpful for your own career or leadership journey. So I really want you to lean in into what I'm going to share with you today. Throughout my career, I've been part of multiple reorganizations. I mean, honestly, in this day and age, who hasn't? I've led them, I've supported them, and I've even been a participant, meaning an employee who's been impacted by it. So I know the experience from various vantage points, from leadership to also uncertain employee wondering what was going to happen next. 
So I've led reorganizations as an internal HR director and a leader at a small transportation company that ultimately resulted in some layoffs and uh, a complete restructuring. It was an interesting process going from the beginning all the way to really shifting the organizational culture and making things available for things that were for people who were moving on. I've also been an internal organizational consultant overseeing employee engagement and productivity at a large academic institution that was going through through uh, a reorganization and the impact that that had on healing that would take place after so many people were left and so many people were left behind. And I've been an external consultant working in the aftermath of a widespread restructuring of a healthcare system, working to stabilize a workforce that was filled with some very angry and very distrustful people once it was over. So there was a lot of work to be done that actually took us almost a year to bring that organization back into its functioning capacity. So restructuring or reorgs are an inevitable part of corporate life, right? In fact, according to a Harvard Business Review study, 80% of employers see restructurings that they're going to be continuing in equal or at a faster pace over the next three years. And it's not surprising with the pandemic and now with the current economic downturn and with so many things happening in the world, there's, there's going to be a lot of shakeups and changes that are going to still take place over the years to come. And that could be for a variety of reasons. It could be a merger, a buyout, bankruptcy, or a preemptive preemptive measure to protect profit margins in an organization. So before I go into what organizations and leaders should be thinking about and doing to keep employees engaged, focused, and productive, I want to share a few tips for the individual contributor, for those who may be going through a reorg, and what you can do to position yourself for better success. Unless, of course, you're hoping that the reorg is going to be your ticket or a buyout out. In that case, then great. For some people who are close to retirement, you know, this is an opportunity to take whatever package is being offered offered and to just really step into something new. But for those who are not quite there yet, you know, who are ready to buy out, I just want to share a few things that you may want to think about that may be able to position you for success. The first point is assess, right? Assess, evaluate, whatever you want to call it. And what this really is about is taking the opportunity to seriously ask yourself, do I want to be here? Okay, so when you may have been with the organization for a short or long period of time and weren't really thinking about making any kind of shifts or pivots in your career, so you may not have asked yourself the question and really assessed whether or not you really want to be here. And you want to think not just about the position, but whether or not you want to be a part of the company right? Ask yourself if you still feel aligned with their mission and values, if you feel like you can still make a contribution, and if there are maybe some unexplored opportunities that maybe you haven't really thought about as yet, but you know the organization is ripe with opportunities that maybe you could take advantage of to up-level or advance your career. Now, if the answer is yes, fabulous, use this time to think about what's next for you in the company. 
If you've been a stellar contributor, you may have a bit of leverage right now because organizations are not going to want to lose their most valuable assets and their most valuable players. So if you've been one of those people, this is an opportunity for you to let them know and potentially shine during the process. And don't wait for them to tell you what's in store for you. Partner with your leader, your manager, and help them see what would be the best place for you in an organization, whether that's on a new team, in a new department, or higher up in a leadership position. I know as someone who went through a reorg as an employee, I use the opportunity to position myself for a completely different role that I was super excited about to be able to move into. One, because the area that I was in was going to be disbanded. But two, it gave me an opportunity as I was thinking about the future of my career to step into something completely different, but still was aligned with my skills and abilities and had tremendous growth opportunity. Now, if you've discovered, on the other hand, that you've gone as far as you can go, and you realize that actually now is a pretty good time to think about pivoting out, maybe because you've been stifled in your career over the past few years, or there really aren't any viable growth opportunities for you, then this is a good time to think about what's next for you. Right, And we have plenty of episodes in with the podcast available to you to figure out how to do that. So I'm not going to go into a lot of depth in terms of those steps. But a reorg could really be a useful inflection point, even if you didn't realize you were ready for one. So use this opportunities to really assess, is it time to stay or is it time to go? The next thing you want to do is to network. And I know this sounds counterintuitive. While people, it feels like the Titanic is sinking and you're going around saying, hey, we'd love to get to know you. (laughs) If that's the analogy that's coming to mind, that's not what we're talking about, right? The reason it's a great opportunity to network and to make new connections and to strengthen um, existing ones is because you never know where people are going to land after the reorg. So the relationships that you build today could really be beneficial for you tomorrow. And this is, remember, networking is about building relationships. It's not about asking for something or asking for favors. So you're not going around, you know, trying to see what you can get next. You're really trying to have a conversation to find out where people are at, what they're thinking. Some people may be poised to go someplace new or may have a recruiter may have called them or they may have been headhunted out into moving to someplace else. And they may be moving to an organization that actually is a place that you've always wanted to work for. Or Or they may be moving to an organization that sounds like it has potential and opportunities, or they just may be moving someplace else and trying something completely new. But you just never know, depending on where your head is at, what that relationship could yield for you in the future. So as I said, it's not necessarily about talking to people to secure your position in the organization or secure a new position in the organization. You know, even though you know, there could be a little bit of that in the background, but it's really about building those connections and relationships that you may need to access once the reorganization is over, especially if things don't quite go as planned as you thought they would. So before you start networking, however, you want to have a plan and you want to be discreet. Right? This is a great opportunity to do online networking as opposed to face-to-face networking. Remember, people are going to be split in terms of their attention and their focus right now. So really be thoughtful and kind about how you go about doing it. But it's still a great opportunity to meet people that you otherwise may not have had the opportunity to connect with before. The third thing that you want to do is just show up. Right? If you know that you want to stay and you're not dealing with any uncertainty around your role, then this is the time to step up and help out and be seen, 
right? Show what you're capable of and how valuable you are to the organization. Whether you're an individual contributor or a manager, you can use this as an opportunity to shine. Resiliency and agility are two key leadership attributes, two of some of the most important next to critical thinking. And keeping your head above water with this kind of pressure will speak volumes. So while everything seems to maybe be crumbling around and people may be complaining or or having a hard time, by you stepping up to see where you can be of use and service is gonna really speak volumes about not only you as a contributor, but you as a potential leader in the organization. And this might mean joining one of the change management teams or leading the communication efforts to make sure that everything is transparent and people have an opportunity to be seen and heard. Resist the instinct to sit back and wait and see, or worse, to be part of any negative chatter about what's going on. And instead, go all in and show them what you got, okay? Now, a shakeup within an organization can offer opportunities for growth and innovation while simultaneously generating fears, doubts, and distractions, right? And so the challenge in all of this is just to remain productive, to remain focused in the midst of chaos, to make sure that you have your plan in place and you're clear about how you want to navigate this experience that could turn out to be a really great opportunity for you, okay? All right. Now, Switching hats, if you're a people leader within an organization, you can also take immediate actions during and after a reorg. And these are some of the three critical actions that we talked about at our last executive lab that were really favorably received. Now, I have to say that we help organizations, our specific goal, same thing, pretty much that we do with the high performing, high achieving, ambitious women that we work with is to unlock innovation by sparking creativity through sometimes unconventional approaches that can advance inclusivity, safety, and trust. And disrupting common or typical patterns of thinking and acting allows the mind to create new and creative solutions that can positively impact change. It's similar to when you disrupt old mindset narratives and patterns or limiting beliefs that have held you captive to a particular way of being in the world. We like to present opportunities to disrupt patterns and to spark creativity and innovation. And so that was kind of exciting at the, at the lab to really talk about a new way of thinking about things that may commonly have been thought about, right? So let me tell you a little bit more about that. So for leaders, the first thing you want to do is to reset the baseline. And that means you want to think about the fact that the reorg in and of itself is a disruption, a disruption to the system, right? It's a pattern disrupt in and of itself. So that means that you have to reestablish your baseline. Now, the mistake that many organizations make is trying to pick up as business as usual, right? They go through a reorg, the dust clears, they're like, okay, let's go back to business. But if we've learned nothing else from the pandemic is that there's no such thing as business as usual. That when there's a significant disruption, it changes people right? It disrupts people. And as such, you can't go back to anything new. You have to create a new normal, a new baseline from which to operate. No team can achieve high level results without first creating a new and clear operating plan, 
right? This is often in team dynamics called like the forming stage. It's when you come together and define who we are and how we're going to be. And at this time, an organization needs to do that process and not assume that just because maybe a few people left or things moved around a little bit, that we can just kind of blow the dust out of the way and keep going. The next thing you have to do is learn how to reconcile different expectations because there are going to be different expectations now. What is it going to mean now in terms of this reorg? What does it mean that this department is gone? What does it mean that these people have left? What does it mean that now this is the way we're going to operate? So you need to have an opportunity to reconcile all of those different expectations. You need to figure out the new way of work. How are we going to do things now in this new iteration of who we are as an organization? and achieving results in a way that's aligned with organizational values, mission, and vision, and the strengths of those remaining to do the work. Like, how are we gonna perform? And that's the key thing, is that in a reorg, we have to be able to answer these questions so that employees can stay focused and perform at their highest level. And the way to ensure performance is by making sure that we're following this this plan to reset the base, to make sure that there's alignment, right? To make sure there's a reconciliation of expectations and to figure out how we're gonna start doing things here. Now, by resetting the baseline, you can create opportunities to address things like layoff survivor's guilt or the lack of motivation that actually can impact up to 71% of those who are staying in the organization. So remember, it's not just those who leave, but it's those who remain who are most impacted think pandemic. It's the same thing. And so we have to think differently about how we approach how we support people after a reorg. Now, by highlighting A, how the new structure will empower and better serve everyone, while B, aligning it with the vision of the next iteration of the organization, and C, showing how each role contributes to this new future, a leader will support employees becoming more focused and engaged. Now, this seemingly simple step is very pivotal in restoring morale, motivation, and alignment to a unified purpose, which can pave the way for a smooth transition and for a smoother future. Now, number two, the second thing that leaders have to do is elevate the bench. Okay, so think about baseball, right? You have the key players that may have been playing on the field, but now that you've shaken things up a little bit, it's time to start looking at who's on the bench and bringing them up to the field. Leverage restructuring as an opportunity to identify and nurture your new and next leaders. That's one of the key things that a leader needs to do. Use this as an opportunity. Research indicates that companies that take a proactive approach to leadership development are 4.2 times more likely to outperform those who react passively during a restructure. So that can take a tr- that can make a tremendous impact on an organization's bottom line after the restructuring is over. So by building leadership capacity in the next generation of leaders, it'll prepare them for succession and drives engagement or productivity across the organization. And while organizations should already practice regularly reviewing talent distribution, a reorg is a perfect opportunity to start calling your top players up from the bench. 
The problem is most leaders don't know where the high performers are in their organizations, particularly if women and diverse talent, or how to elevate them into the right leadership positions. So this is the opportunity to start doing that work. Look for those players, look for those key people that you otherwise have not thought about as an opportunity to step up and start changing the game and the nature of the organization. When you're offering talent, particularly female and diverse talent opportunities for growth and development during a restructuring, it communicates a commitment to their future within the organization and fosters a greater sense of belonging and purpose, which can be critical to productivity. Now, the last idea I shared was to solicit bad ideas. Right? So communication, we already know, particularly during a restructuring, is important. But it should be more than just disseminating information. It has to be restorative. So frequent and transparent communication can significantly alleviate anxieties. But a recent study by McKinsey found that organizations that communicate openly during restructuring reported 25% higher productivity levels than those that didn't. But it's more than just having open conversations. It's about restoring trust and safety or establishing it if it never existed before. Psychological safety, and we did an episode on psychological safety and creating authentic trust in organizations, is often compromised during a restructuring. And one of the key indicators is fear of making a mistake or not being seen as an integral part of the team. So one way around that is to incorporate micro-restorative events into your communication strategy, which can be as simple as a regular town hall meeting or departmental check-ins. The point is to have spaces and places where ideas are solicited, where the status quo can be challenged, where concerns can be voiced, and questions can be asked, right? So you have to push for no sacred cows mentality here and create a space where even rejected ideas, even if something is put out there, like ask for the bad ideas. And if they don't work, they're not discarded. They're just placed on a parking lot because they may be able to be revisited when we have greater open minds and ability to explore these new concepts that we otherwise didn't think about before. When you invite everyone to share their ideas without them feeling that it may be trivial or unimportant or or irrelevant, then you're bringing everyone's focus into the organization and raising the level of engagement because they know that whatever they have to share is going to be taken seriously and seen as valuable. This is key in helping to not just communicate information out, but receiving information in. And in systems theory, it's often called a feedback loop. And this is one of the most strongest ways to do it. But framing it in a new and creative way like, hey, solicit bad ideas, share your bad ideas with us, gives people an opportunity to share when they otherwise may have felt like they had nothing to bring to the table. So as I said, from a systems theory or design perspective, these three critical actions can be viewed as integral gears in the machinery of a functioning organization, right? So systems theory, which was a fundamental piece of my doctoral research, emphasizes that an organization's success depends on the seamless interaction of its various components. In an organization, those components are people, process, and culture. So during a restructuring, you want to ensure that the gears continue to interact smoothly. That becomes a crucial piece of having a system function effectively, particularly since it's been disrupted through the reorganization process. 
So doing things like resetting the baseline ensures that the alignment of the various parts of the system are have a unified goal with a renewed commitment to the organization's purpose, which increases motivation and productivity. Doing things like elevating the bench activates next generation leaders, which ensures that the system has competent guides to navigate the path ahead with a strong leadership pipeline to support future transitions. And then when you have transparent value-based communication, i.e. sharing bad ideas or soliciting bad ideas, it ensures that the components of the system, right, the staff and employees are informed, reassured, and heard, which helps to alleviate fear and build trust, which reinforces their connection to the system and reduces any additional turnover while still boosting morale, right? So as you can see, while restructuring is disruptive, it can be a catalyst for growth and innovation when we're focused on the right things. And we're doing it in a way that's gonna have a greater impact on the longevity of the organization. So there you have it, that's what we talked about. And those are some key strategies that you as an individual and as, or you as a people leader of an organization can take when you're in the middle of a reorg roulette. So that's it for this episode, Rebels. I hope you enjoyed and took away some insights that will serve you and your organization for many years to come. And I'll see you next time. But until then, have an amazingly rebellious week. That's it for this week's episode. Hey, and if you're loving what you're learning, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. Also, don't forget to read the show notes and grab the free resources mentioned so you can start implementing what you're learning right away. Finally, are you ready to unlock your potential and fearlessly go after the career and life you want? Then join me and a community of other high-achieving women in midlife, stepping into new levels of leadership, switching it up to do the meaningful and fulfilling work they're meant to do, and glowing up by creating the systems of freedom to achieve their dreams in Fearless, the Career Rebel Academy. You'll find the link in the show notes. Simply fill out the application, and together, we'll determine if this is the right fit for you. I can't wait to see you there.